Amen. If you have your Bibles, you can open up to 2 Chronicles chapter 9. Thank you for coming out on this warm evening. I promise you it's going to end. It has to, right? 2 Chronicles 9, verses 1 to 4. And when the queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon, she came to prove Solomon with hard questions at Jerusalem, with a very great company and camels that bear spices and gold in abundance and precious stones. And when she was come to Solomon, she communed with him of all that was in her heart. And Solomon told her all her questions. And there was nothing hid from Solomon which he told her not. And when the queen of Sheba had seen the wisdom of Solomon and the house that he had built and the meat of his table and the sitting of his servants, and the attendants of his ministers and their apparel, his cupbearers also and their apparel, and his ascent by which he went up into the house of the Lord. There was no more spirit in her. The Lord wants to make us a wonder. The Lord wants to make you a wonder, a sign of and a wonder. Just as it reads in the text, the Lord wants to make us a wonder that our building would be a wonder, our table a wonder, our posture a wonder, our attendance a wonder, our apparel a wonder, our ascent a wonder, our answers a wonder, our wisdom a wonder. Isaiah 8.18 in the New King James Version reads, Here I am and the children whom the Lord has given me. We are for signs and wonders in Israel from the Lord of hosts who dwells in Mount Zion. So we know the story. The fame of Solomon had spread. The magnificence of his kingdom had been made known far and wide. The Queen of Sheba hears of the fame of Solomon, hears of his reputation, hears of his fabled wisdom. And so she travels, she journeys, as it reads in verse 1, And when the Queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon, she came to prove Solomon with hard questions at Jerusalem. With a very great company, and camels that bear spices and gold in abundance and precious stones. And so she travels and she arrives, and she communes with Solomon. The Bible tells us that she witnesses his building, his table, his posture, his attendance, the attendance of his servants. She witnesses their apparel. She witnesses the answers. She hears the answers. She takes them in. She encounters this great wisdom of this great man. She observes the ascent, the Bible says. The message reads, the Queen of Sheba heard of Solomon's reputation and came to Jerusalem to put his reputation to the test. Asking all the tough questions. 
She made a showy entrance, an impressive retinue of attendants and camels loaded with perfume and much gold and precious stones. She emptied her heart to Solomon, talking over everything she cared about. And Solomon answered everything she put to him. Nothing stumped him. When the Queen of Sheba experienced for herself Solomon's wisdom and saw with her own eyes the palace he had built, the meals that were served, the impressive array of court officials, the sharply dressed waiters, the cupbearers, and then the elaborate worship, extravagant with whole burnt offerings at the temple of God, it all took her breath away. Again, I say tonight, the Lord wants to make us a sign and a wonder that our lives take people's breath away. That our lives take people's breath away and that our lives get the right breath into them. Our building, all that we are building, all that we are setting our hands to, all that we are giving our energy to, The walls we are building, the dwelling we are building, the gates we are building, the family we are building, the relationships we are building, the heritage we are building, the faith we are building, the manner of living we are building, the habitation we have built for the Lord that our building would take. Their breath away. Verse 3, in the Living Bible reads, she discovered how wise he really was and how breathtaking the beauty of his palace. Our table, a sign and a wonder. The meat on our table, the provision on our table, the wine and the bread, the feast on our table, the abundance on our table, the goodness of the Lord, the conversation on the table, the fare of the kingdom, the produce of the kingdom, the fruit of the kingdom. The Good News translation reads, she saw the food that was served at the table. She came to put his reputation to the test. What of our reputation as Christians, as followers of Christ? She came to put his reputation to the test. She came to check it out, the building. What's this person building? What's this person setting their hands to? Giving their energy to to build? What's on the table This person's house. What do they partake of? What do they eat? What, what do they set before others? What kind of conversation goes on at their table? Our posture, verses 3 and 4 in the New King James Version, when the Queen of Sheba had seen the wisdom of Solomon, the house that he had built, the food on his table, the seating of his servants. And verse 4 in the Amplified Bible reads, the food at his table, 
the seating of his officials, the standing at attention of his servants. Can I, can I say tonight to all of us that people are watching? People are observing our posture, our seating, our standing, our lives, our reputation is being put to the test. How's our building? How's our table? How's our posture? And what of our service? Verse 4, the service of his waiters. Lord, ask tonight, will our service take people's breath away? Will it leave them speechless? Will it cause them to wonder? Will it be as a sign to them? Our service in the house of the Lord and our service out Side the house of the Lord, because we know that the Bible says that it's all unto the Lord. Our reputation is being put to the test. You know it's true. We know it's true. And so, what of our service? And then it reads of the apparel. Verse 4, his waiters and their apparel, his cupbearers and their apparel. And the NLT, his officials, and their splendid clothing, the cupbearers, and their robes. You know, the truth tonight is this. We have apparel that has the power to render people speechless. You're saying, what apparel are you talking about? Well, can I suggest just a few tonight? The garment of salvation, the garment of praise, clothed in humility, clothed in holiness, the modesty that is godliness, our priestly robes. I heard of the story of one golf club owner who was lounging around at his club late at night in drabby clothes. The police grabbed this man and took him to jail where they found out that he was the owner. He was missing the right clothes. Think about it tonight. We cannot be missing the right clothes as Christians, as believers. God has called us to put on these garments. God has called us to clothe our lives, clothe ourselves with this apparel. This is not an option. Put on the garment of praise. That's not reserved for just a few. The garment of salvation, that's just, I mean, yeah, okay, we take that one. Humility, that's not just for some people that have this natural humility about them. The Bible is telling us to clothe ourselves in humility. Be clothed in holiness. This is not an option. And our reputation is being put to the test. The reputation of Christianity is being put to the test. The reputation of the kingdom is being put to the test. The modesty that is godliness in our priestly robes. Listen, listen to Colossians 3.12. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with the heart of mercy, kindness, humility, 
gentleness, and patience. Revelation 19, 7 and 8, let us rejoice and exalt and give him glory because the wedding celebration of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. She was permitted to be dressed in bright, clean, fine linen. For the fine linen is the righteous deeds of the saints. How about our ascent? Second Chronicles 9, verse 4. His entryway by which he went up to the house of the Lord. The New Century Version reads, She saw the whole burnt offerings he made in the temple of the Lord. The NET Bible has burnt sacrifices which he presented in the Lord's temple. And the message reads, the elaborate worship extravagant with whole burnt offerings at the temple of God. And I love the King James Version. It reads, his ascent by which he went up into the house of the Lord. This took her breath away. This left her speechless. The way we go up to the house of the Lord, our entryway, the burnt offerings that we bring and present, the sacrifices presented at the Lord's temple, the elaborate worship, the extravagant worship. This is one of the greatest witnesses. Worship is a witness. It is a form of evangelism. We might not think that it is, but when we're called as believers to come into the house, we're here to lift up Jesus. And as we lift him up with extravagant worship, extravagant praise, it takes the sinner's breath away. It causes them to wonder. It becomes a sign and a wonder. When our reputation is put to the test, when people come to check this place out, when the reputation is put to the test, will it take the breath away? the ascent by which we go up to the house of the Lord, when she had seen it, not just heard about it. We can tell people of our ascent to the house of the Lord, can't we? It's a whole other thing when they check it out for themselves. When she saw it, King James Version, his ascent by which he went up into the house of the Lord, there was no more spirit in her. Our ascent, may it cause people to wonder. May it leave people breathless. The path that we've built and blazed to his house, the way we rise, the way we travel, the way we journey, the way we walk into the house of the Lord, the way we arrive in his presence, the way we enter his presence, may it leave people Speechless. And yes, our answers and our wisdom. Our text once again, verses 1 to 4. And when the queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon, she came to prove Solomon with hard questions at Jerusalem. With a very great company, and with camels that bear spices and gold in abundance and precious stones, and when she was come to Solomon, she communed with him of all that was in her heart. And Solomon 
told her all her questions. And there was nothing hid from Solomon which he told her not. And when the queen of Sheba had seen the wisdom of Solomon in the house that he had built and the meat of his table and the sitting of his servants and the attendance of his ministers and their apparel, his cupbearers also and their apparel, and his ascent by which he went up into the house of the Lord, there was no more spirit in her. I want to ask tonight, where do our answers come from? Where does our wisdom come from? Where was it attained? Where did we get it? Who gave it to us? Who granted us the wisdom? What kind of wisdom are we offering the world when our reputation is put to the test? When the reputation of the kingdom is put to the test? When the reputation of a house is put to the test? When a reputation of a church is put to the test? What kind of wisdom are we delivering to the world? What kind of wisdom are we offering to the world? Where was it attained? This wisdom that has produced this magnificence. Well, we go back to chapter 1 of Second Chronicles, verses 7 to 12. In that night did God appear unto Solomon and said unto him, Ask what I shall give thee. And Solomon said unto God, Thou hast showed great mercy unto David my father, and has made me to reign in his stead. Now, O Lord God, let thy promise unto David my father be established, for thou hast made me king over a people like the dust of the earth in multitude. Give me now wisdom and knowledge, that I may go out and come in before this people, for who can judge this people that is so great? And God said to Solomon, Because this was in thine heart, and thou hast not asked riches, wealth, or honor, nor the life of thine enemies, neither yet hast asked long life, but hast asked wisdom and knowledge for thyself, that thou mayest judge my people over whom I have made thee king. Wisdom and knowledge is granted unto thee, and I will give thee riches and wealth and honor, such as none of the kings have had that have been before thee, neither shall there any after thee have the like. What would we ask for? If the Lord appeared to us this night saying to us, ask what I shall give thee, what would you ask for? What are you asking for? If he appeared to you tonight and you could answer how you like, it's your answer. What would you ask for? Would we praise the mercy of God? Would we praise the faithfulness and the loyalty of God? Would we ask that the promise given unto our fathers be established? Would we ask for wisdom and knowledge? The King James Version, and Solomon said unto God, Thou hast showed great mercy unto David my father, and hast made me to reign in his stead. Now, O Lord, let thy promise unto my father be established. Those are profound words. For thou hast made me king over a people like the dust of the earth in multitude. Give me now wisdom and knowledge, 
that I may go out and come in before this people for who can judge this my people that is so great. Can have the worship team return tonight. The message reads, that night God appeared to Solomon and said, what do you want from me? Ask. Solomon answered, you were extravagantly generous with David, my father, and now you have made me king in his place. Establish, God, the words you spoke to my father, for you've given me a staggering task, ruling this mob of people. Yes, give me wisdom and knowledge as I come and go among this people. For who on his own is capable of leading these, your glorious people? What would you ask for? Verses 11 and 12, it's in the voice Bible, it reads this. You did not ask for selfish personal gain. You did not ask for selfish personal gain. Riches, wealth, honor, the death of your enemies, or a long life. Instead, you asked for godly wisdom and knowledge to rule my people, over whom I have made you king. Because you thought of the welfare of my people, I have granted you this exceptional wisdom and knowledge. In addition, I will give you riches and wealth and honor greater than any king ever has possessed or ever will possess. Wow. What would you ask for? Can I encourage us tonight? Let's praise the mercy of God. Let's praise the faithfulness and the loyalty of God. Let's ask that the promise given to our fathers be established. Let's ask for wisdom and knowledge. Why? Why do we need this wisdom and knowledge? So that what we build will take people's breath away. So that our table, what's on our table, the provision on our table, the wine and the bread that we partake of, the food, the produce of the kingdom, the harvest, on our table, the conversation on our table will take people's breath away. Why do we need this wisdom and knowledge? So that our posture, our service, and apparel would leave people breathless. That the ascent by which we go up into the house of the Lord would amaze people. That our answers and that our wisdom, that it would be the answers and the wisdom of God attained only from God, that it would mesmerize people. And so on behalf of all of us tonight, Lord, work your magnificence in us and in our lives. Only by your wisdom and understanding can we come to realize the wonder you desire. Let's stand tonight. We just take a few moments in closing here tonight and just ask the Lord, just say, God, I cry out for your wisdom and knowledge. 
Lord, I'm not here right now to ask for wealth. I'm not here to ask for riches. I'm not here to ask for selfish personal gain. I'm not here to ask for these other things, Lord. I'm here right now asking for wisdom and knowledge. Wisdom beyond my years. That should be the cry of this generation. Wisdom beyond my years to rule well now. Not that we look back on life and say, what a foolish existence. The years slipped away. The time slipped away. We lost our way. We didn't seize the day. We didn't seize the opportunity. We didn't seize the time that we were given and granted. God, give us wisdom and knowledge now to build right. Wisdom and knowledge now to have the right things on our table, the right conversations on our table, Lord. And if there be anything on our table that is not right, then we would get it off our table and we would cast it out. We would cast out the rubbish, Lord. We would cast those things out that do not belong on the table of a son, of a daughter of God. Any conversation that does not belong, Lord, we would repent of it tonight and we would say, God, we turn tonight. Our posture, the robes we're wearing, if there be any garments that aren't right or if our garments be soiled, blessed are those who wash their robes now, the word says. Our ascent, the way we go up to the house of the Lord, if it's not correct, if it's not right, if it's fallen, Let us repent. If we're offering the wrong wisdom and the wrong knowledge, if it's human knowledge and wisdom we're offering rather than running to God, rather than running to his word, rather than drawing from the Holy Spirit, allowing the Spirit to bring the utterance and the unction in our life, if it's words that are not of you, Lord, we're sorry, God. We ask, Lord, for wisdom and knowledge for this generation. We ask for wisdom and knowledge to begin to flood us like never before, to begin to rise up in us like never before as we pray and as we worship and as we fast, as we intercede, as we call on you, as we spend time in your presence worshiping, O oh Lord, as we serve in your house, as we walk in obedience, as we strive to know you more, as we live a life in pursuit of you. Lord, would you grant us wisdom and knowledge, wisdom and knowledge that is not of this world, wisdom and knowledge that alters this world, wisdom and knowledge that would take people's breath away, that would take the wrong breath out of them, that the right breath might live in them, Lord. We thank you for your word tonight, Jesus.